0: Yo, welcome to the Home for Anime. I am your host, GPC, great podcaster Callie, also known as Cameron. And, of course, there's a reason that I would introduce myself in both ways, because this is a very special episode of the Home for Anime. This right here happens to be not just an episode for Volume 4, a celebration of Kyoto Animation, but also a homie check-in. But I think that the first part should be explored before the second, because this is actually part two of the Person series that I am covering with my good friend Ryan. Ryan, what's good? Hey, what's up, man? Good to be back. Yeah, so this week we watched the Kyoto Animation film Liz and the Bluebird, and oh my god. Oh man. That was one of the most beautiful films i have ever seen in my entire life. It's a good good watch. I mean must see. Must a must see. It had just it seemed like it had two different art styles or at least it used two different types of colors.
1: Mhm. So the two art styles you would have the I guess what you would call the real world, quote-unquote. Yes. Where it was pretty much like normal, I guess, like your standard animation. Kind of, but better? Right, right. The animation was very aesthetically pleasing. Yes. And then you had this storybook world that was kind of, the story was was kind of told in parallel. Yeah. About Liz and the Bluebird, and it was always watercolors
0: and, and then a you slightly had,
1: different artistic choice
0: and then of course you had um, Nozomi and Mizore who were the two main characters, this is actually a spinoff of the anime Sound Euphonium which I think I've told you about before
1: yes but I've never seen
0: it <laughs> so actually Sound Euphonium is not one of my favorites no? No, it's not. I don't know why. I guess it's because it's band, like orchestral music and not uh, like how we covered Inuo and that was really Mm. rock centric and and you have like the stuff from the 80s that's super poppy. This is very conventional, not to say I don't like uh, orchestra music, but uh, I don't know. Something about it and the drama that's involved just kind of turns me off. Doesn't but, really but strike me as entertaining, but for some reason, this was incredible. Oh, and yeah, I think it's because as a spinoff, you have the opportunity to explore other facets of the cast mm-hmm. because this is just two, these are just two side characters and Nozomi and Misere, who Nozomi being the outgoing person between the two and Miser being the dependent one on Nozomi. Mm-hmm. And it's just them getting this story, this Liz and the Bluebird story that they have to perform and them struggling to do it because their friendship is also struggling as they're moving on into adulthood.
1: Right. And I think the the fact that they started struggling and the music reflected that the way that music is used as a tool in in the movie Mm -hmm. is very interesting.
0: It is. I mean,
1: you you could say the same for Dino and and several other musical "Blue over the wall and stuff like that. But this was a, a kind of solo or a duet section that they played together and it directly reflected how they felt on the inside without having to speak. Right. About how they felt, you know, with their relationship. That's pretty cool to see.
0: Yeah, because you don't really see in many pieces of media not just the feeling on the inside, but also the feeling toward another because you're playing off of somebody else. Right. So seeing how they were feeling about themselves while also seeing how they were feeling about the other person because that is who they had to perform with. That was just so interesting. And the music choice of Liz and the Bluebird, I just think, really captured that perfectly. And there are two separate points where it is described as either a happy ending or a sad ending, Liz and the Bluebird, because Liz lets the Bluebird go at the end. Even though Mm -hmm. the Bluebird came to be with Liz. Mm -hmm. And it's very much that thing of, if you love something, set it free.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And I guess this is just where the whole dynamic of having a person comes in. Mm -hmm. Because all this time, when you're thinking through the movie, you're like, oh, nozomi and misere they have this relationship that seems kind of one-sided unhealthy it seems like misere is very dependent on nozomi Mm -hmm. and it seems like she doesn't really have it together but then you come to realize it may very well just be the opposite way that whole if I can't have you then maybe no one should type thing right. on Nozami's part. Yeah. I want you
1: all to myself. And yeah. You know, I don't want you to have a stronger relationship with someone else other than you know, other than me.
0: Right. And that possession is just so mm-hmm. unhealthy. I mean, yeah. Truly, that is that is where I suppose the homie checking should begin because we talked about the music we talked about the anime it is truly truly a beautiful film naoko Mm -hmm. yamada who directed a silent voice was the one who helmed this film and just she is incredible and she deserves all the praise in the world i'm so happy that she exists as a director
1: yeah fantastic
0: yes the anime industry is truly blessed to have her and the, the toxicity of the one-sided person relationship that we briefly touched on last week, it's very evident here that when you have that relationship that you want to preserve, but you just aren't Mature enough or emotionally stable enough in some cases to be able to preserve it There is this huge disconnect mm-hmm. And the only way that you can see yourself preserving it is by knocking the other person down by keeping them away from everything and everyone
1: Right uh, social interactions with other people and mm-hmm. that that possession or jealousy, however you want to put it, it can't it can't last forever. It's not good for either party.
0: It can't sustain a relationship. No,
1: it's not. It's not
0: healthy. And again, throughout this entire film, I'm thinking, oh, "Okay, Misere is like she she's not stopping knows me from doing anything. On the contrary, she's like I, I just want." I just want to still be friends with her. Mm -hmm. But as soon as she gets some interaction, some social interaction, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a problem.
1: Yeah. Immediately.
0: It's, it, it was a stressful watch, honestly.
1: Yeah, it was. It was, but, you know, if, if someone out there finds himself in, you know, a relationship with, with this kind of thing going on with uh, <clears throat> not necessarily it being one side, but a person who wants to preserve that relationship so badly that it is almost like unspoken rules and boundaries are put on the other. I think we talked about it a little bit before the show. I think there's kind of a few ways to handle it. I'm sure there's more than just these two, but either like taking a break and then getting back together to kind of try to work it out. You know, the person who's feels like they might be um, held back a little bit Mm -hmm. can come out to the other and say, you know, Hey, I think we should talk about this and try to resolve this because this doesn't feel good.
0: (laughs) Right. You
1: know, and, and, you know, hopefully try to resolve things and uh, that can be known moving forward. And hopefully, you know, people change after a conversation like that if they truly do care about the other person. Right. Or we talked about the alternative route if there is no resolution even after communicating about it, then maybe sometimes it's just best to let that person
0: go. Right. got enough because, again, sometimes if you love someone, you've got to let them go. But, and this is very important. This is very much in the in the realm of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. If you recognize these toxic behaviors from someone, especially someone who is supposed to be your person, which, I mean, in Misere's case, she's like, me. you are my everything. Right. And their relationship still turned out the way it did, which I we can't spoil, of course. Yeah. But um it's just a matter of doing it for yourself.
1: Doing what's best for you.
0: Yes. If you love someone, set them free. But if you love yourself, set yourself free.
1: Yes. Well said. I would agree
0: you know this reminds me of this one per, this one old friend of mine who i could definitely tell wanted me to be their dedicated person mm-hmm. but for years all that would happen was they would tear me down any opportunity that they got And whenever I had someone new into my life, they Mm -hmm. wanted to know everything about them, wanted to be a part of everything me and that person did. And Mm -hmm. eventually enough people came into my life who were like, this isn't okay." Yeah, it's not right. That it it had to it had to stop. Yeah. And it was really hard,
1: but. Yeah, that can be extremely difficult. And, and I'm I'm sure I think you're the same way. Like, I don't like hurting people. I don't like hurting people's feelings. So I, yeah, I'm pretty bad at those types of conversations. Like, it's obviously easier said than done. But like I said, if it's best for you, dragging the relationship along just for the sake of not hurting someone can actually... I would say in some cases hurt them worse in the long run. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it will hurt, right. If you do decide to end that relationship, friendship, you know, with somebody, but to just let it go on and letting things like bottle up and then starting to resent one another, it, it only hurts more in the end rather than, you know, nipping in the bud and, Cutting it off where it probably should be.
0: Right. Because you're right. Leaving is hard. Leaving is so mm-hmm. fucking hard. Yeah, it is. But staying, staying can be the worst injustice that you can not only do to the other person, but do to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's essential to take care of yourself. Everyone who's listening to this and beyond deserves to have the healthiest of relationships Mm -hmm. because I had a lot of bad friendships before I started hanging out with Ryan. I mean, Mm -hmm. it might've seemed like all of last episode, we were bragging about our friendship. Well, mainly me, I was doing most of the bragging, (laughs) but that was just to say, it's a very healthy relationship and it, has done a lot for both of us but there are there are friendships there are relationships that are detrimental and when you find yourself being the person who is being depended on as that person or if you find yourself leaning too much on someone someone's going to get hurt Mm -hmm. yeah and the best possible thing is when you can recognize that and I mean, Ryan, you said last week that at one point I was so worried about it that I asked you if I was doing too much. Yeah. And that transparency really helped us in the long run because I was starting to resent myself for how I thought I might have been treating you.
1: Right. That goes back to what you were saying. You know, someone will get hurt. And just to add on to that, I feel like nine times out of the 10, it's going to be both people. Right. Right. It's, it stinks.
0: <laughs> it's not fun.
1: So it's good to work through and I'm glad we, you know, communicated when we did. Yes, cuz
0: things probably would not have gone well later on. Well, yeah.
1: Left unsaid it just would have been painful for the both of us for sure.
0: Right. So Liz and the Bluebird truly is, and I do not say this lightly, a masterpiece. Yes. I think that it stands toe-to-toe, not in terms of themes, but in terms of direction, quality, and emotion with a silent voice.
1: Oh yeah, I would agree.
0: And Naoko Yamada's progression as a director is just so clear because she just puts out the most amazing work. And the fact that Films like these are so emotionally powerful and resonant with so many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, to talk about the power of music with something like, again, Inuo or Lou Over the Wall, they have nothing, truly, on right. a film like Liz and the Bluebird and how music is interwoven into the story, not just the performance but the aspect of playing music and the story that is being told through the music. Right. And, it and draws, draws out ways. emotion. Yeah. Like, it's that awesome. Is so incredible.
1: Yeah. Very creative way to use that as a tool to convey the emotions of the characters. And, and it definitely draws an emotional response out of the audience too.
0: Absolutely. Because I mean, I was on the verge of tears several times.
1: Yeah, so that was my... I was going to ask you. We didn't have our cameras on during the movie. Did you
0: shed uh, a tear or two?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I was close. I welled up. <laughs> I welled up.
0: But Especially uh, Silent
1: Boys, we were both bawling.
0: Oh, multiple <laughs> times. Multiple times. <laughs> but with Liz and the Bluebird, I I lost it at the end. I mean, there were multiple times where mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, mm. Hold it in, hold it in. (laughs) Get back in there too. But at the end, I just I couldn't, and I just Mm -hmm. it was a lot. Yeah, it is, but it's such a great watch. It is, and I'm so happy to say that I have the Blu-ray, and uh, Lebanon Arts really knows how to pick what it is they're going to distribute. So, it so good. (laughs) <laughs> really so it's it's incredible and another yes. win for Kyoto Animation
1: another dub in the books man
0: yes sir <laughs> <laughs> well Ryan do you have anything more to say about Liz and the Bluebird
1: I don't want to get too much away go and watch it it's available well we watched it on Amazon Prime Video for rent which was just a couple bucks But where else can you find it?
0: You can get the Blu-ray from a lot of major retailers. And I think you Mm -hmm. can buy it on Apple TV for like $10.
1: Okay. Oh,
0: it's also available to watch for free with ads on Prime Video as well. That is correct. So that's a pretty option. Yes, that is great. We just didn't have the time for that. Yeah. We We added a bit of runtime. Yeah, we we found a few bucks lying around and we're like, oh, well, all right, then. (laughs)
1: I've got some pennies and quarters over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so overall, Liz and the Bluebird, truly, truly one of the greatest films I have ever seen. And Ryan and I have watched a lot of anime films together. Would you say this breaks into your top ten? Top ten easily, yes. <laughs> nice. Me too. Yes. <laughs> it's just so it's Anytime Kyoto Animation comes out with a film, I'm like, okay, that's going in the top ten. That's going in the top ten. That's going in the top ten. And I'm not even done yet.
1: (laughs) It is an impressive studio.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully I can have you back on for more of their projects while I'm going through volume four. Maybe even a silent voice, potentially.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Uh, We'll see. Uh, We'll see. I don't know if I'm, I'll have to uh, get, you know, sit down and watch it with you on a day that I'm ready to let some tears out.
0: Yeah, because I think the last time we watched it was my birthday. Mm -hmm. About a two years ago. Yeah. And we have watched it multiple times, though.
1: Yeah, I think two or
0: three with us together. With us together. Yes. And I think I've watched it alone two or three times i've watched i've now i've watched it at least six times
1: it's such uh i i could talk all day about
0: that movie but yes i digress (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for joining me for yet another homie check-in ryan of course man for this very special episode of volume four i this is one of the ones that i'm I went into super nervous, super fresh. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but it's, I'm just, no, I'm going to do it. And it just, it just turned out to be a beautiful experience. So please watch Liz and the Bluebird*, everybody. And hopefully what we said helped and you can find good friends. No great friends, because that is what mm-hmm. you deserve. You deserve the best of friends. And partners, because you're amazing people and deserve it. you deserve it. No one deserves to be treated badly. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you have a wonderful day, night, morning, whenever you listen to this. And we are out.
1: Peace.